Hello everyone, this is Nadia from Homeschool 101. Hope you guys are doing great. I missed you guys yesterday. Um, today's Tuesday, September 1st, and um, I wasn't able to jump on yesterday. Things were um, just hectic and full, and so I didn't get a chance to get on and, and do my show, but wanted to come on today and um, just talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, certain things about specifically how you know, part of the joy of homeschooling is the flexibility that we have. And I want to make sure that you guys take advantage of that. Um, as you know, or you may not know, I was planning, we had, as a family had planned to start homeschooling for the year on August 24th, um, but it did not happen. And we're actually looking at a start date now of um, September 8th, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, you know, I, when I start the school year, I want to make sure that I'm all prepped and ready for it. And I just didn't feel that we were ready to start on the 24th. And that's why I rolled it back to the, to the 8th of, of September. Um, last week, what I did was I, uh, got all the old books, um, from the schooling area, packed those away. Um, you know, I'll probably end up donating them, giving them away to someone or they'll probably sit in the boxes for another couple of years, like some of them have done in the past. But I boxed those all up, put those away, and got all um, the materials that I need for the new school year coming in. I um, printed out my report cards for last year. I created a folder um, with all my school sample work for the, the previous school year, put those in a manila folder and filed those away. And so I was content and happy with um, that I've done what I needed to do for the old school year. So the old school year is done and now I can concentrate on the new school year. Um, one of the things that actually stopped me from starting was something that a lot of people juggle, juggle with. And it's that we were not quite set on the curriculum for Daniel, my older one. Uh, Daniel's going into eighth grade. And as I've shared with you guys in my previous podcast, um, some of you may know, some of you may not know that um, for years I was pretty content with with uh, the curriculum that we'd chosen and we never wavered. We never um, switched out because I was so happy with the curriculum for all these years. Um, it was a curriculum that provided a lot of structure, a lot of, um, you know, consistency in our routine. And so for years I was pretty content with for both boys we stuck with that curriculum and then uh they threw a monkey wrench into my plans and changed up and decided they meaning the the company they decided not to no longer provide uh subjects and classes for for middle school and so when daniel entered middle school i was completely up in disarray because we did sixth grade with up through sixth grade with the curriculum, but then on for seventh grade, they no longer um, provided those classes anymore. So what I had to do was I had to go back to the drawing board, figure out what curriculum we would use. And we ended up using um, another curriculum called Powerhouse, which uh, did not work for us. Daniel was not really enthused about it. He didn't enjoy it. He wasn't motivated to listen to the 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 um teachings and so 
I just wanted to share this with you guys because I want you guys to understand that even us veteran mommies and homeschoolers, we do butt up against, um, you know, problems sometimes and challenges where we have to get creative. Um, and I wanted to remind you guys and give you guys the freedom to make sure that um, if you find a curriculum that you're not satisfied with that it's okay to use it for a period of time and then switch back out into something um, that that works better for your family and sometimes it comes a trial trial and error um, we started when the kids were really young with um, abeka books and abeka was good but it wasn't the best for our family um, a lot of families i know actually love abeka and actually use that as their curriculum for years and years. But we used it for um, kindergarten um, and first grade and quickly found out that that was not the right match for our family. And so we kept exploring and looking for different different ones. And we've tried uh, a host of different ones, but the one that really stuck for us and the one that I totally just completely love and give two thumbs up to is k-12 uh for some strange reason it has like i think a three star rating um on the web for curriculum a lot of families have had problems with it but i noticed in reviewing the um the reviews most of the folks who had problems with it are folks that enrolled the kids in in school, um, they enrolled them in a virtual school, meaning that they were not necessarily doing uh, independent study like we do. They weren't doing um, quote unquote true homeschooling because they were basically just enrolling the child in a state run virtual academy. And those were the families that tend to give uh, K-12 a bad rating, I think. Uh, for families that are homeschooling, that are strictly, um, you know, taking on the responsibility of homeschooling the child and just needs our curriculum, I think it works out great. And we've used it for many, many years. And it was always wonderful for us until they decided not to provide the middle school curriculum anymore. They just, right now, they, they're supplying just a small, tiny, um, tiny, tiny, fraction of classes for independent study. And so we've had to go back to the drawing board and look to find out what other program would work for us for middle school. And I'm happy to say that we've chosen one and we'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know how it goes. The name of it is Monarch. Um, it, it's a Christian-based um, homeschooling program. So for any of you out there that are looking for Christian-based homeschool choices, that might be one that works for you guys. Um, if that's not any of your interests or concerns, you know, keep looking for different ones. There's so many different ones out there. And if you're looking, I'd still trying to find a curriculum, look at my, um, podcast, listen to my podcast about, uh, picking a curriculum. And again, things that you have to keep in mind is the personality of your family, the personality of your kids, um, you know, how much hands-on you're planning to do. Um, how much in terms of lesson planning and structure uh, are you going to be taking on yourself? Um, and what I love about both K-12 and the Monarch system is that you do not have to do quote-unquote lesson planning of your own. So what happens is every day there are courses 
uh, are classes that are outlined already for the child to do. And, um, you know, it depends on how hands-on you want to be. You don't have to be that hands-on if you don't want to be, um, or you can be fully involved just using the curriculum as your structure and as your um, guideline. Uh, the way I have done it over the last few years, uh, it's changed in the very beginning. Um, I did a lot more when I was less busy. Now that I'm uh, more busy with helping my husband run the businesses, um, you know, I'm not as um, hands-on as, as the kids have gotten older. I'm able to take my hands off and allow them to do a little bit more independent um, work while, um, you know, I, I still, I still provide the structure and, and, and the guidance, but I'm able to take my hands off a, a lot more. So, uh, I still, um, think it's important if you have the time, if you don't totally understandable, you know, you don't have to do this, but what I do is, is every night, um, is I go into the curriculum for the next day. Uh, as outlined by the by the curriculum company that we've chosen and I see I go over what um, we're learning and then I create my own um, lesson plan for the day so uh, say we're learning um, you know I don't know we're learning trying to find or identify an unknown uh, number in an algebraic expression for the day I will go ahead and prep myself to give them a short hands-on lesson, face-to-face -face lesson, and then I will send them to the computer because the computer uh, program for the curriculum is going to outline and teach them everything that they need to know. But sometimes, especially for my kids, they enjoy the actual teaching that I do for them, and they actually sometimes... Um, are able to see things in a way that they might not see if I present it to them first, and then they go to the computer and they do the less the rest of the lesson. Um, so again, it all depends on your personality. Some you don't have to do that. You can just simply send them to the, the, the coursework and let them work it out. And if they have questions, be available to to answer any questions for them. But I found that for me, it's so much more helpful if I go in the night before, I check to see what they're gonna be learning and I prep a little bit of um, instruction time for them so that I, I can actually have instruction time where I teach them. And then also you're not blindsided when the child comes and asks you, mommy, I don't understand this, or papa, I don't understand this. How do I do this problem you already have prepped yourself the night before and so you, you you're aware of what what might be coming up and you could have um used that time the night before to research for yourself um you know a memory jogger for yourself if you had forgotten how to solve the the specific problem or you could have also just found a website that could have explained better um, to the child, the question that they may have. And so you don't end up in a situation where they're coming to you and you're not able to help them. Uh, of course, if that happens, that's no big deal. One of the things that you have to um, get comfortable with is getting comfortable with saying, you know what, I do not remember how to do this. Let's go ahead and find out together. And I think, um, you know, most kids appreciate authenticity. They appreciate realness. They don't want you to pretend you know everything. And when, then when you come and ask them a question, you um, 
you know, you give them some, uh, you know, half-baked response that makes them feel uh, uncomfortable. So just get comfortable with uh, saying to your child, hey, I don't remember. I can't think of how to do this problem. Let's go ahead and find it out together. So uh, that being said, guys, like I said, I just wanted to jump on today and let you guys know that, um, you know, we are starting September 8th. I wanted to remind you guys that that's part of the flexibility of homeschooling, um, structuring things your way to make sure you're all ready to go. Um, starting in the next podcast, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be addressing some frequently asked questions. So I'm going to take each podcast moving forward to take a question that I found out um, on the internet or just came across or that I've had um, posed to me over the years from other um, new homeschooling parents about um, questions that they might have, frequently asked questions that they may, might have um, during the homeschooling process that might come up. So until the next time, guys, uh, stay well. Uh, happy homeschooling. I am excited to share with you guys next week when we start up. I'm curious to know how many of you have actually started up um, and how it's going. If you have any questions, again, don't forget to email me at homeschools at gmail. I'm sorry, homeschools101 at gmail.com. I always stumble over that the email address for some reason, but no more. <laughs> it's homeschools at gmail, homeschools101 at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, if you want any specific thing you want me to address, just go ahead and email me. I'll make sure I do it in a future podcast. Have a great day. We'll talk to talk again in the next one. Bye-bye.